Discussions in this show should not be construed as specific recommendations or investment advice. Always consult with your investment professional before making important investment decisions. And now, Financial Renaissance with the M's. Whether you should be using a tax preparer or if you should be using an accountant slash CPA, um, I'm also going to talk to you about some jobs that are available out there for the future and the tech arms race that's happening with the big banks, things of that nature. So pretty excited um, show today. My top five will be coming up. My MNO's money will be coming up. And hopefully we have a guest. <laughs> hopefully we have a guest coming in because I'm doing a workshop this week. Uh, again, more money moves, things to tell you what to do uh, to, to keep the new year off the right when we come back uh, in 300 seconds on financial renaissance with the M's and we are back with financial renaissance with the M's happy Sunday to everybody the sun is shining and the weather is sweet make me want to move my little dancing feet hey listen you are listening to us live on ssnatl.com or sensation sensation station network.com or if you'd like to watch us you can go to facebook.com uh, go to sensation station network and then you can watch us live in the studio or facebook.com backslash not dumb down and then you can watch us uh, in the studio um, also if you're about to leave the house you're on your way to brunch church go to hang out with your friends movies what have you uh, you can listen to us in the car on the app the tune in app uh, just go to sensation station network and you can just take us along with you um, if you want to text us uh, you have a comment about the show that you want it to be anonymous you can text us at six seven eight six one three five eight five seven join the renaissance all right a couple of weeks ago I made a comment about the dollar store and how you should be careful about what you buy uh, in the dollar store and sure enough AARP um, actually released some information in their January February bulletin and this is by Lisa Lee Freeman um, what she says also is that it is a good idea to stretch your, your your dollars at the dollar store but you do have to be careful with what you're buying so if you're buying foods from the dollar store you have to check the nutrition label um, from packaged foods from unknown brands. So, um, you know, you want to check, say, Quaker Oats, um, um, what is it, the uh, nutrition labels versus some unknown brand's nutrition label. They also talk about doing the math to make sure you're getting the best bang for your buck, but I don't have time for that. When I'm Once I'm in the store, I'm ready to, I'm ready to buy. Um, but here's the thing. They said, use caution. Last summer, three chains settled... Um, uh, New York State charges that they sold obsolete or expired goods. Um, and in November of 2019, the FDA, the Food and Drug Admin Administration, issued a warning to Dollar Tree about potentially unsafe over-the-counter drugs. So if you have a child that's in college, especially because our son did the same thing, he went to the dollar store to buy allergy medicine and a whole bunch of stuff, that's not a great idea. Um, a lot of these products come from overseas and may not have the, the proper safety uh, thing. So you definitely want to check the expiration dates and beware of super cheap items that could also pose a hazard. So again, if you're shopping at the dollar general dollar store and all that stuff, you know, be careful when it comes to things that you're actually going to put into your mouth. All right. Now, do you know the difference between an accountant and a tax preparer? Tax time is coming up. And as I mentioned, we really don't want to change our budgets until after this tax season, then we'll know kind of what vein to go in. So here's what the difference is. 
So an accountant or an accounting professional, they have a lot of education and, uh, and background in actual accounting. Um, in order to become a certified public accountant, that's a CPA, the professional must take an exam that includes a wide range of accounting skills. Uh, this includes performing audits, um, preparing financial statements for businesses, government entities, and nonprofit organizations. They also have to understand corporate governance structures, and they also deal with various types of business regulations, including not only taxes, but also licensure and other requirements. So um, CPAs that do choose to specialize in tax, they have a, you know, those are the people that can actually do your taxes, but not all CPAs focus on preparing your individual or your business taxes. Now. One of the great things about a CPA is they are eligible to represent you um, before the IRS. So if you get audited, they could sit right there in that seat next to you, which makes things good. Now, a tax preparer, depending on the neighborhood that you live in, you may see a bunch of, you know, tax prep places. You know, hey, file your taxes here. You know, give us your W-2 and we'll give you, you know, uh, $1,500 back. Get your stuff back quickly. You want to be leery about those types of places. Um, tax preparers are a little bit different. They don't have to have have the same educational background that an accountant or a CPA has. And so the quality of a person that is a tax preparer is going to vary. Some of them don't have to have any knowledge whatsoever. Now, there is someone called an enrolled agent. And they are, um, the federal government actually gives them the ability to prepare taxes. Um, and they can also represent you in front of the IRS, which again, I said is very important. Um, now an EA, an enrolled agent, has to pass a three-part IRS exam uh, covering individual and business tax returns, um, or they have to have, I believe it's about five years of experience working with the IRS. Now, the IRS also recognizes what they call annual filing season program participants. These are the people that you're you're going to see at the um, at the chain uh, tax preparation franchise tax prep tax preparation places um, and again you just want to know a little bit about their knowledge and again they're not going to give you um, renaissance with the M's we have my top five news stories of the week oh and we're back with financial renaissance with the M hey this uh this segment of Top 5 News Stories is sponsored by Self Solstice LLC. The office of Dion Bates is a thriving practice in Marietta, Georgia, with years of experience and training behind her as a licensed professional counselor and consultant. Dr. Dr. Bates works with people from all walks of life who deal with depression, anxiety, grief, stress, and LGBTQ issues, life adjustments, and transitions. Dr. Bates focuses not just on treatment, but on sustainable mental wellness, healing, and living a Affirmatively. Book your appointment now with Dr. Bates by calling 678-278-2002. All right. For those of you looking for a job, you want to make six figures? Yo Quiero Taco Bell has something for you. That's right. Taco Bell is going to be paying some of their managers $100,000 a year. That's right. Um, they're looking at some locations in the Northeast and the Midwest starting later on this year. Um, but they're not to be beat. Uh, In-N-Out Burger on the West Coast, they're already paying their managers about $160,000 a year. So it's going to be an interesting thing to see what comes along with that. But again, if you are considering um, and uh, moving, if you're open to move, to make $100,000, uh, you may want to check out uh, Taco Bell's website. All right. Now, this one, 
Have you heard of Tough Mudder? You know, those people that like to run the long distances and, and get in the mud and pretend that they're doing all this ex-military basic training type of stuff? Well, it looks like um, Tough Mudder's creditors are trying to put them in bankruptcy. It looks like they owe close to a million dollars, about $855,000 uh, that they owe, and there's signs of distress all over the place. So it looks like the company pre-sold or got loans or advances on ticket sales, and they haven't been able to sell more tickets. So if you're considering getting involved in one of those competitions, uh, Tough Mudder should have suspended their ticket sales. So make sure that you don't um, start buying tickets from uh, from them. They have got an $18 million advance and they have not been able to pay that back. So it looks like Tough Mudder may be folding. That's going to be pretty, pretty sad. All right. This one I absolutely love. There is a female founders fund and um, the founder is Anu Dougal, she's the founding partner um, at Female Founders Fund. And what they're doing is they're looking for women who are going to be disruptors in the workplace, uh, just disruptors, period, to be the founder of their own business. That's right. It's kind of a venture capital fund that is looking for women to back. So if you're interested, you need to go to their website, femalefounders.com, um, femalefoundersfund.com, and let them know about the business that you're thinking about or how you are planning on being a disruptor. Now, if you are interested in working for a disruptive company, meaning a company that is doing things differently, you can also go on their website and look for um, look for a job there as well. All right. For people who are underbanked, the global unbanked. So there are people around the world who do not have access to banks, even here in the United States. And it looks like uh, there is a startup by the name of Tala. And what Tala is going to do, they're based out of Santa Monica. And what they're going to do is they're going to let people um, get loans without a credit score. What they're going to do is start using the smartphone data to determine whether or not you have the ability to pay back a loan. So Tala has raised about $220 million from private investors, and they're going to offer loans up to $500 to people without credit histories or bank accounts. So they're looking at about 250 different data points from cell phone bill payments to online behavior. So right now they're operating in the countries of Kenya, Mexico, Philippines, and India. And so this is something that I want, you know, my listeners to know about because this is also going to be rolling its way uh, here into the United States. Um, right now, 31% of the adult population worldwide, only 31% of the adult population worldwide is actually covered by a credit bureau. So there are tons of people out there without credit scores who are looking for ways of uh, borrowing money. So these uh, fintech disruptors have found a way to monetize the regulatory hurdles uh, that just keeps traditional bankings, uh, banks from lending money to the poor. So this is something that um, I'm definitely looking forward to because it'd be nice to see what happens when people in other countries get access to monies. Um, now, the cost of having a baby. If you are thinking about having a baby this year, you're going to pay uh, on average about $5,000. So if you're in the United States, in Spain, they're saying that the fees associated with having a child comes out to just slightly under $2,000. 
But here in the United States, if you have a healthy born, a healthy born child, your pregnancy is going to cost you roughly around $30,000. The royals in England paid less than, and not Harry and Meghan, but the other royals, uh, not the famous, famous ones, they pay about $18,000 to have a whole floor and a whole bunch of other stuff. So we're paying almost twice as much in the United States to have a baby than they are in other developed nations. And that's pretty sad. So that's my top five news stories of the week. When we come back, um, I'm going to tell you a little bit more about tax preparers and filing. And then we have our guest, special guest, Jay Meggs in the house. And we'll be talking about a workshop that I'm doing this coming week. All about bucks, kid. The rest is conversation. One. And we are back with Financial Renaissance with the M's. I am your host, Emma Folks, certified financial planner by day and the defender of the middle class in the lower 99 by night and on the weekends. That's right. You are listening to me live on SSN ssnatl.com and you can watch us live on Facebook if you go to facebook.com backslash not dumbed down go ahead and uh, share this show with a friend someone that you know that needs to understand a little bit about how to choose the right tax preparer um, and if you have a comment that you'd like to make you can text us at 678-613-5857 or if you're watching me live on my Facebook page you can go ahead and drop a comment in there and on the, on the uh, Sensation Station Network Facebook page you can drop a comment in there and we will see it. In the studio, I have with me Jay Meggs, the uh, nonprofit organizer, CEO, and founder of Trans Gentlemen of Excellence. Welcome, Jay. Thank you for having me. Thank you for being here. You really wanted to be here today, didn't you? I sure did. Wow. So tell tell us a little bit, um, tell us about you. Where are you from? I am originally born in New York, but raised in Virginia. New York, what part of New York? Uh, Queens. Queens, New York? Yeah. I what part of Queens? Of, I know nothing about it. I was just born there. What? I'm yeah. from Queens. Well, oh, I lived man. in Queens, so you got to find out where for me. I definitely got All right. You. Okay. So New York is in the house, <laughs> or you represent Virginia. So um, wh what brought you down to Atlanta? Um, honestly, it was my nephew. I was really close to him. And then when I got here, it was just like, it, it was so many things to do. I had to stay. All right. It and wasn't Freak Nick, right? No, you're too young for that. Okay. <laughs> I think I was. You're too young for Freak Nick. So what is the Trans Gentleman of Excellence okay, Incorporated? So, so that is a uh, black trans-led uh, organization um, by uh, the way of, um, how do I explain? We pretty much service everyone, mm -hmm. um, but it's led by a bunch of black trans males. Okay. Um, giving out resources and uh, workshops, um, give backs, um, honestly, to the community. And trans male means going to transitioning to male, correct? FTM, female to male. Female to male. Yeah, you spent, so Jay spent about an hour with me in a nightclub one night <laughs> <laughs> and a cell phone explaining to me uh, the LGBTQIA and all the alphabet because I was just kind of out of sorts and, and Jay was very patient and very patient with me and let me ask all types of questions uh, and get get some really, really decent answers. So I appreciate the work that you do. But you and I were actually on a board together uh, for the Gentleman's Foundation. That's how we met. Um, and I think the first time I met you, I wanted to take your shoes from you. Wow. Yeah. It's five and a half. Yeah, I know. I had asked you what size and realized your feet were actually smaller than mine, so I couldn't take your shoes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, they were God. They were adorable. <laughs> 
Wow. <laughs> so, um, what are some of the uh, resources? What does the gentleman's, um, the trans gentleman of excellence? What do you, what do you do? Okay, so um, we give out resources that are not actually uh, easy to be found for trans men, and as well as we do give backs. Um, one of the resources is we help people find HRT, which is the hormone replacement, okay. testosterone, as well as uh, the estrogen for some of the females. Okay, um, we help shelter females with that, which is another organization. What do you mean here. shelter? Um, like home lot, housing? Yeah, because a lot of situations with the LGBT um, mainly hit hard with trans. Not only do you tell your parents you're gay, but then you tell them, look, I was born in the wrong body. So, like, parents actually push children out or either children choose to leave because of not quite getting accepted, constantly misgendered and not supported. Okay. So a lot of them live on the streets or couch surfing. Um, nine times out of ten, they'll probably be riding the martyr majority of the time, which is also dangerous. You mean to live? Yes. Oh, my gosh. I thought that was just in New York City. I didn't know they did that. Um, no, some of them actually do sex work to survive. Okay, so MARTA, for those of you outside of Atlanta, MARTA is the... Um, the uh, mass transportation system that we have. It has an acronym. It stands for something else, but we won't go into that. <laughs> so what are some of the givebacks that uh, uh, the Trans Gentlemen of Excellence organization, what do, what are you giving back? So we do the back to school drive just like everyone else, okay. um, but we do it differently. We uh, knock out the third parties. We no longer um, give uh, our supplies to an organization like um, like a, a corporate situation. Yeah. Okay. We actually go into the shelters or either find those families that need those items. Um, we legit, uh, one time we went to Greenbrier Mall and stood outside there and like asked families like, do you need school supplies? And third, they took the backpacks full of supplies. Oh, wow. Um, care packages for the individuals that are homeless. We choose to give back and make sure that we're developing individuals to leave that situation so we don't feed the homeless unless we partner with someone else okay we gave care packages for hygiene and just to maintain their self like upon the streets you know erica Wright. yes you i do know. okay uh, just, just making sure I, yeah. I didn't need to make that connection <laughs> okay uh, still a great connection yeah. i work with her on okay. uh, one of the uh, uh, love love packages okay yeah I'm waiting yeah. for Erica to be a guest on the show you know she's, wow, she's, she's, amazing. she's busy <laughs> that is true she's busy every time I'm I'm ready for her to be on the show somebody comes and picks her up and throws her in another country to do some oh, good so I'm, I'm, I'm waiting patiently I'm waiting patiently I mean she's actually doing the work she is doing the work and That's you're doing some great work man. you know are you getting national attention uh, no not not at all regional uh, not at all well, yeah, I'm working on you're that you're working though, on man. that That's the <laughs> So what is the one thing you want people to know? You know, there's um, a lot of fears out there. You know, uh, you may be in the wrong bathroom and kids may be in the bathroom with you and you may turn other people. Are you going to turn me into a guy? No, is that the, no, like, no, oh, no. I don't want to be a guy. Like, what is the deal with that? So We're majority of the issues with the bathroom situation is towards trans women. Okay. Um, it's not so much towards um the trans guys okay um we have uh we transition more smoothly than the trans women but yeah that's an issue in different states where they're banding and uh fighting against us having our rights period when it comes to using a bathroom they are very much so the absolute worst you know i found out um that that whole bathroom thing mm -hmm. was a ploy for someone who was looking to run for office 
and they had to they were looking for a way to kind of get some momentum behind them and the thing that they were able to jump on was transgender so there was no real deep-seated fear it was it was like literally propaganda because there was a right-wing person and i won't say the person's name who was trying to make a name for themselves and that's what they that's what they decided to do i definitely need to talk to you offline about yeah we'll that, have man. to talk offline about that but it is a horrible horrible thing you know i you know i, I we get picked on a lot. We, every, yes, yes. And there's a lot of death. There's a whole lot of stuff that happens yes. in the trans community um, that I think we need to know about. The bottom line is let people be people. Mm-hmm. Um, people are not trying to turn your children into something that they're not. not people are not trying to turn your sexuality into something that you don't want it to be. Uh, well, all we're asking for is for you to be open and understanding. And, and from, a, from an economic standpoint, there is a lot of money that is lost in our country because of isms okay Mm -hmm. and a lot of these isms have to do with ignorance right so whether it's racism womanism ageism you know homophobia is is isms you know any type it is today okay (laughs) any type you know any type of ism that we have in our country is really really hurting us um, and we're losing you know china is is spanking the pants off of us they haven't been in a war since 1979 Um, our country has been in existence since 1776 and in that time period we have only not been fighting a war for 16 years so we're taking all of the money that we could use for programs and funding and education and and infrastructure and you know uh, technology five was one wish that you had or one message well I'm sure there's lots that you would want to like let's say you were talking to someone that was um, on the right very conservative here in the south that just doesn't understand what would you say to them what would your message to them be about the trans community man my motto like uh, we are more than our transition there are people downrange that would save your life and you wouldn't know they're trans Um, there's teachers which I feel like should be getting paid so much more oh than God, that's athletes. That's a whole other. That's a um, whole other story. <laughs> without their educational um, gift, we wouldn't be where we are today. Um, we have firefighters, we have um, bankers, engineers that are trans, and they. We just want to uh, norm equalize everything, normalize everything, because we live in the same world and half the time they wouldn't know that we're trans if they weren't so focused on our personal and this isn't anything new Mm -hmm. the the whole point this isn't anything new this has been happening i mean there have been lgbt uh q and trans people in our world for centuries if you know thousands of years and if you look um at some of the hieroglyphics in in in, uh, egypt you will see two men um and then facing each other which means that they're a couple anytime you see people facing each other in hieroglyphics that means that they're a couple and then outside you'll see their kids and then outside of them you'll see women that means they had women you know have the you know they had the babies with the women but the two men were a couple or the two women were a couple so it's more of a european construct um Mm. that that kind of started this and and to to make it even a little bit bigger it's more of a british uh construct that makes this homosexuality thing like such a taboo but it's just the it's just the british and then it just kind of filtered in um throughout the world so what is one um one thing that you would like to accomplish by some of tell us about the work that you're doing because you know you're giving me a, a little piece and and full disclosure you know jay's not feeling great today and he still made it here today he crawled <laughs> he literally was, he's literally crawling laying on the back seat of the car being driven <laughs> to make sure he got here today so what is one thing that you would like to accomplish by you know some of the work that you're doing um 
Um, I would definitely like to educate as many people as I can uh, remove the individuals off of the street that don't have the resources to um, better themselves. Like, for instance, homeless, I want to be able to give them the clothes and the hygiene um, kits that will help them get an interview, um, help uh, individual families that don't know about programs that help them uh, learn about credit and uh, stock markets, certain things that will help economically develop individuals. My goal is to make sure that we are not selling ourselves short because, you know, one thing that I've learned is um, if you want someone not to know anything, put it in a book. <laughs> so I'm going to make sure that you don't have to read that book. I'm going to tell you what's in that book and where you can read further to better yourself. Translator. <laughs> yeah. So. Well, I mean, and, and, you know, we're in this uh, this age where people's attention spans are like that yes. of a goldfish. They, they say so to actually sit down and try to read a book is pretty painful. But uh, there's a lot of knowledge there. It drives me crazy. But I was raised with, you know, my mom was a scientist, blah, blah, blah. So if I said uh. something, I had to prove it. You know, but I had to, you know, old school, go to the library. If I came up with something crazy, I had to prove it. Uh, nowadays, your library is in your pocket. Google. Right? It's, in, it's, it's on your phone. So there's so many resources um, that are available out there. And one of the things that I like about what you're doing is it's good to give people stuff, but I believe in teaching people how to fish. Mm -hmm. Right? And there are a lot of people who don't want people on welfare and on the, you know, mm -hmm. the government teat or on the state teat and things like that. But you have to give them the resources to be able to, to provide for themselves. Job skills is, yep. is extremely important. Um, there's a, an organization called Higher Hope. I did a, a um, uh, they were here uh, late last year. Uh, they take, you know, people who were victims of uh, sex trafficking, uh, people who were homeless, things like that, and they put them through a program where they give them the skills and then eventually an internship and then eventually job placement. I need them. Yes, you do. Um, just so that they can get back out there in the workforce, you know, uh, uh, the jobs numbers came out in our country, and, and they don't look very good. Our unemployment numbers are down, but people are underemployed. We're not making enough money to pay our bills. Everyone is like, well, I shouldn't say everyone. The majority of Americans mm -hmm. are about $400 away from being on the streets, okay? And that, I mean, in this country, that's mind-boggling to me. We have everything in this country. You know, my family came here with nothing, built up what we have. And for me, I always look at America as a place of hope. You know what I mean? And, and change and, you know, we should be able to accomplish anything that we want to. And just seeing a lot of the homelessness on the streets is just it just it, it, it bothers me. It absolutely bothers me. Listen, when we come back on Financial Renaissance with the M's, we're going to continue with my guest, Jay Meggs. When we come back in 300 seconds. And we are back with Financial Renaissance with the M. Listen, you can follow me on the social media. On Twitter, you can follow me at Financial Ren and at Emma Knows Money on Facebook and IG. You can follow me at Emma Knows Money and also Financial Renaissance. And on YouTube, search Emma Knows Money and I need you to subscribe. I need another 100 subscribers. So go to YouTube, search for Emma Knows Money and subscribe for your girl. All right. We are here with uh, Jay Meggs, uh, who is the CEO and founder of Trans Gentlemen, Gentlemen of, of Excellence. Excellence. 
LLC or Inc. 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 Incorporated. <laughs> yes, it is very long. And you know, before the break, we were we had kind of touched on um, the bathroom um, scandal, mm. and that it was really that was a hoax. That was just uh, to, to for someone who wanted to run for office and they needed something to kind of get behind it. It was and it was just after the um, they passed the marriage um, equality bill, so mm-hmm. it was just something else to you know grab onto since the marriage thing flew out of their hands. But um, I'd like you to do something uh, for my listeners, and I'd like you to have the same patience you had with Patrina and I in the nightclub. <laughs> can you can you talk about the acronyms? You know, it's a whole alphabet now, and you 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 kind of you know you schooled me a little bit. So let's talk about the acronyms: LGBTQIBCDEF. What are they? Okay, so the L is for lesbians. Okay. The B is for bi, the G is for gays, T is for trans. Now, gay is, now, gay, so this is also a generational thing. Mm -hmm. Okay, so the generation above me, so the baby boomers, for them, the word gay included everybody. Mm -hmm. Okay, so nowadays, gay is just men. Mm -hmm. Okay, so we've got bisexual, which could be men or women. Mm -hmm. We've got gay, which is just men. Mm -hmm. Lesbians, which is in theory Girls. just women yes. right okay so we have l g b and then t for the trans see t is a um gender it's not a sexuality so that's where we are often left out um trans is not a sexuality there are trans guys that love other trans guys or trans guys that date trans women um trans guys that date gay men or either cis, cis men, like straight men. Right. Um, so that is the confusion in the community. So T is a what? A gender. T is a gender? Yes. Transitioning. You're either okay. uh, binary, which is you don't conform to any gender. And then non-binary. Non-binary is where you don't conform to no gender. And then binary is you're a trans woman or you're a trans man. So here's the, here's the, 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 the letter that really bugged me was the Q. So queer, so queer in my generation was a was almost a cuss word. So people used to fight. It was like the f word, right? That mm. that people used to use back in the day. So if you called someone queer, those were like fighting words. Today, what does queer mean? Queer. Um, this is just my opinion. Okay. Queer is just like actually your freeness. You're choosing to do what you would like. Honestly, queer is just. Is that yeah. like gender fluidity? Gender, gender fluid. fluid. Yes. Is that what queer means? To my opinion. Oh, thank you. I got something right. Okay. So. That is actually my opinion. Once again, okay. um, queer is actually, I see a lot of individuals that are um, gay, gay men, um, trans people. Some individuals identify as queer. Okay. So it's honestly, uh, it is a sexuality. What is I? I don't know. <laughs> Wasn't that intersex? 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 Um, I would believe so. Katrina's saying yes. It, okay. okay. I'm not sure what that is either. All right. When we come back uh, on Financial Renaissance with the M's, I'm, we're going to talk about the um, uh, money movement workshop that Jay is hosting uh, this week, starring me, uh, when we come back <laughs> in, in 300 seconds. We are back live with Financial Renaissance with the M's. You are watching me, Emma Folks, 
and our guest, Jay Meggs. Uh, you are listening to us live on SSNATL.com or SensationStationNetwork.com. You can also watch us live in the studio at Facebook.com. Just go to Sensation Station Network's uh, Facebook page, hit like, and then you can see the uh, show in all of its full production value. If you have any comments, feel free to um, text us at 678-613-5857. All right, Jay, I appreciate your honesty and candor. Uh, you know, you know, listen, I, I, ha- I always have a lot of questions, and I appreciate people that I can ask questions of, people that can be extremely honest with me. And as like I told you, you know, being in a nightclub, which really wasn't the place for the conversation, it was a good but, conversation. but it was the time I needed it in my life. So, you know, I know as a, as a trans person, there are tons of questions that people ask you right that you may not necessarily want to answer and not just you but a lot of transgender people that we have so what are some of the questions that you wish people would stop asking you uh about our genitals oh uh we don't want to talk about like our meeting you is like a first date i shouldn't have to talk about what i have in my pants or in my shirt like Ah, that's as well as trans women those things are off limits. So like, no asking questions about genitalia. Yes. Okay. So you hear that? Don't ask a trans person. What questions can they ask? Um, my pronouns. Ask me what my pronouns are. Okay. And what are your pronouns? My pronouns are he, him, and they, and them. He, him, they. You can't do that. Yeah. No. But I don't. I don't. Um, <laughs> I don't. I don't go into the space and be like my pronouns are going to be they, them, and he and him. So answer to all those. I will legitly be good at he and him. Um, I choose to um, the they and them because in the non-binary world, it's so many things I can relate to. See, non-binary. There you go with those words again. All right. So <laughs> my pronouns are she, her. Hers. hers yes that's right it's not difficult she her hers <laughs> got it all right so um let's talk about this workshop that we're doing this is going to be an amazing workshop honestly a lot of people want to know about financial um literacy so um it's a beginner's class for individuals to start knowing uh budgeting to start the year off great with budgeting learning about their credit and how to build it um there's always a turnaround you do not always have to go towards bankruptcy and then bankruptcy is not always a bad thing there's good things towards that as well just educating on the things that are not put out there for well us. bankruptcy isn't like people like it used to be you know you don't you're not absolved of all of your financial i mean it, it just doesn't work like that so you're still going to have to pay something but uh yeah i will definitely be talking about um credit mm-hmm. what you need to do uh to rebuild your credit how do you um i guess if there's stuff on your credit report that that's not correct what you do to uh, get that straightened out um, and then how do you check it you know keep up with it so that you can you know your credit score is important yes. you know if you want to borrow money you know that credit score is important the better your credit score the less you have to pay yeah. uh, to borrow other people's money and that's what it's all about I don't think they talk about that enough in high school so people At leave all. out of there uneducated on how to develop themselves yeah that and then knowing the difference between needs and wants and credit mm-hmm. cards and just you know we put ourselves into this position because we want to you know back in the day we used to call it keeping up with the joneses mm, right yes, keeping up with means. the joneses so now it's like what are you seeing this person doing this music video and what kind of car are they driving and watch do they have and things like that but you may not necessarily be at that at that tax bracket point so you don't need to be doing 
doing the things that you see other people doing. You need to rock in your lane. You know, I grew up um, in New York City. Um, mm -hmm. I lived in the Bronx for the first 10 years of my life. And, you know, I absolutely hated it because my mother wouldn't let me have the things that I wanted. You know, I mm -hmm. wanted Jordage and Nikes and blah, blah, blah. And she wasn't having any of it. You know, she was a foreigner. So she was all about, you wear these jeans from Sears and these Bobo shoes and, you know what I'm saying, hey. Mark Fives, things like that. They lasted. They, well, I don't know about all that. But <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about all that. But, you know, it's just, it's just it's staying in your lane until it's time to move to the next, to advance to the next level. Mm -hmm. And if you, if, you, if you advance to the next level before it's your time, you end up hurting yourself. And that's not uh, what we want to do. I want to um, also give a shout out to uh, some of the Facebook groups. We have uh, Black Business Owners Connected watching us and Black Entrepreneurs Network. Thank you also uh, for watching us. Um, what are some, if people want to uh, attend this workshop, how can they attend? Um, they can uh, find it the flyer on Eventbrite uh, Money Management Workshop. Um, follow us also transgentlemenofexcellence.org. Um, Facebook as well. We have our Instagram. We don't really use our Twitter, but we're working on that. Well, well forget about Twitter. Just Instagram and Facebook. Yes. And um, Eventbrite. Yes, as well as our website. And how much are the tickets? Uh, the tickets are five dollars. Oh, that's not a lot. That's that's nothing. As we try to make sure we're educating at an affordable. Aww. Price. And then that money, the proceeds go back to our care packages oh. to the community as well as um, any other needs that we. Uh, come up with in, in our meetings okay a uh, question for you mtf male to female ftm female to male question mark t question mark no. uh, i don't know what that is that's just a questionable situation so what is non-binary uh non-binary uh they do not conform to a gender they were not able to choose a gender at birth they were assigned one and did not Okay. All right. Yeah, I've still got more questions because that's you know. I that's one thing we do. Um, also, we educate on those because I have some non-binaries that know more that know more uh, about that area than I could speak on. So okay. we also host and allow those questions to get asked. You can email us questions and we'll oh. be yeah. We'll so be, you're a resource for the community. Yes. Okay. So yeah. if people, if people, what is the email address if people want to email? Um, admin at transgentlemenofexcellence.org or either you can just go to the website and contact okay um, so. and people can ask the questions that they want to ask what if they want to donate money to your cause you can go to that website as well www.transgentlemenofexcellence.org we would appreciate that we fund ourselves oh well thank you jay for being here today i know this was a, this was a tough one i will see you on uh what's the date the 16th thursday the 16th we're at uh, at positive impact Where's that? That is in Decatur off a of church. I can't see that. 523 Church Street right. in Decatur, Georgia. Yes. I don't know the zip code, but yes. Yeah, <laughs> can they just show up and pay at the door or um, do honestly, they have to yes, get tickets? Um, okay. So, yes, if you want to go to a, um, a money movement workshop where we'll be talking about credit, what to do to strengthen your credit, what we'll do to get kind of get your budget right, the things that you need to do. We're, we're going from the grassroots, from the beginning stages of managing your money. Uh, you want to come out to this workshop on uh, January 16th uh, in Decatur, Georgia. See you when we come Come back after these break. After the 
are back with Financial Renaissance with the M's. All right. What a great show we had today. Um, listen, uh, I want to thank once again J Megs for being here and being so patient with us uh, with the questions that we had. And again, if you have questions, you can always uh, reach out to Jay at their workshop, Trans Gentlemen of Excellence um, Incorporated. Uh, you can ask them the questions. And if you want to donate, you can also donate to them there. But listen, I want to talk to you about the jobs numbers. The jobs numbers were released um, this, uh, this past week. I think it was Thursday. And um, the U.S. jobs market ended 2019 on a sour note uh, with December payroll and wage growth missing actual expectations and this is according to uh, the Department of Labor so it looks like non-farm payroll jobs increased by just 145,000 uh, unemployment again held steady at 3.5 um, but again you know there's unemployment and then there's underemployment and the majority of Americans uh, that are making say under 50,000 are underemployed. Um, the Economist survey by the Dow Jones, they were looking for job growth of 160,000 but we only came in at 145,000. Now the jobless rate met expectations for staying at a 50 year low. So our unemployment is at a 50 year low but it's, it's not really helping us. Um, in addition to that, uh, to the slow payroll growth, uh, uh, the average hourly earnings uh, rose by just 2.9%, um, which is below the 3.1% projection. So uh, when we're looking at wage growth, we're talking about keeping up with inflation. So inflation is at about 3%. So the cost for bottled water, gasoline, milk, eggs, cereal, things of that nature, typically grow by about uh, 3% annually. So we're looking for um, workers for their hourly wages to grow uh, greater than the rate of inflation, but that has not happened. Um, another thing is we had to revise the numbers, or they, not we, uh, they revised the numbers um, for job growth from October and November. Um, November's came down um, 10,000, and uh, October's also got readjusted negative uh, 4,000 jobs. Uh, unemployment for African Americans rose uh, three basis points, so three-tenths of a percent. So African American unemployment rate is 5.9, which is well above, almost double that of the national um, unemployment rate. Um, let's see, in some other areas, uh, retail, uh, they their jobs grew by 41,000. That's because of the holidays. Uh, same thing with leisure and hospitality. That has to do with the holidays. And then healthcare jobs grew by about 28,000. Construction was also up 20,000 jobs. Um, and manufacturing down by 12,000. Transportation and warehousing also down by 10,000. And then mining, coal mining was down by about 8,000. So that's a, a, a normal situation for us. And then the average number of working hours per week right now is holding steady at 34.3 hours. When we come back on Financial Renaissance with the M's, we're gonna talk about uh, my market movers and losers and some other things that are happening in our economy. And we are back with Financial Renaissance with the M's. You are watching me live on Facebook, 
facebook.com backslash not dumbed down or you are listening to me on ssnatl.com or sensationstationnetwork.com you can also uh, listen to us on TuneIn. just go to Sensation Station Network on TuneIn. and again if you want to um, provide a comment um, have something that you want to say you can definitely drop your comment in on my Facebook page or on the station's Facebook page or you can text us at 678-613-5857 that's right all right there is an arms race happening in the banking industry okay last year in 2019 banks spelt billions again with a b nine zeros comma another number on technology jp morgan chase spent over 11 billion dollars on technology bank of america spent over 10 billion dollars on technology and citigroup has spent about 8.5 billion dollars on technology and as a matter of fact uh, citigroup is hiring 2500 programmers uh, in the cities of uh, london new york dublin ireland and also shanghai uh, they're planning to recruit 2500 programmers this year as they look to bulk up their coders and data scientists for the unit that contains its trading and investment bankers so a lot of these companies are looking at ways of um of um uh i guess you know technology is here 5g is coming ai is coming all these things are coming so they're looking at ways of of beefing it up so the move comes amid a shift in the industry as banks uh major banks are spending more on electronic programs and they're looking to unlock greater cost efficiencies and also introduce new products to clients so if you are looking for a job if you're in an in an industry that is going away again you've got to think about the the industries of the future or the careers of the future and right now technology is at that top of the list by 2025 um, an estimated 65 percent of the jobs that are going to be available in the United States of America are going to require a college degree and a huge portion of them are also going to require technical skills so if you are not familiar with computers get yourself familiar with it right now um, no matter what city you live in there should be some little booklets coming into your homes from local colleges and with those local colleges they may have um, classes on coding sometimes you can get it done for free uh, sometimes you may have to pay maybe a hundred dollars two hundred dollars use your um, what do you call it your lunch money right so instead of uh, going to lunch every week you know that's about fifty to sixty dollars on a weekly basis save that money and use that to pay for a class alright another thing that's happening is the company called Roomba that has that little robot that you know does all the vacuuming they are actually looking at um, creating a robot that is going to do dishes that's right you may not have to do dishes <laughs> anymore um, there's going to be a robot in about five years that is going to do the dishes for you <laughs> so I'm ecstatic about that my wife and I are ecstatic about that because neither of us likes to do dishes I think we need a consuela <laughs> All right, what's happening um, in the markets right now? Um, on the Dow, uh, closing the week, um, what we had in the positives was Pfizer, Coca-Cola, which is uh, champagne of the South. <laughs> Here in Atlanta, Coca-Cola is the only uh, cola beverage that we drink. Uh, United Healthcare Group finished up uh, Visa as well as Verizon. The top decliners, top five decliners was Boeing, which we know they're having issues with that Max 737. And here's something I want to say to people about that. So there was an email or emails that were released where uh, some of the employees called um, 
um, other employees clowns and there was a lot of negativity um, about the um, construction of said plane and when you don't do your job um, the ripple effects of that is beyond what you can even think about. So Southwest Airlines may be laying people off because of this 737 MAX because that's what they built their uh, their fleet of airlines over was uh, this Boeing jet. So again, people not doing their job, it has a ripple effect. So whether you work in the private industry, whether you work in the government industry, do your job to the best of your ability. Doing just enough to get by is not the way that we're going to win in this country because when you are slow at what you do or you do the bare minimum uh, just to get your paycheck there are it has an impact and there are other effects um, that we don't want also uh, negative um, this week travelers companies Dow Inc uh, United Technologies and surprisingly JP Morgan Chase finished down about 1% and then we've had um, of course Exxon Chevron Walmart Caterpillar they also uh, finished down from a sneakerhead stock all of them everybody was down except for Foot Locker. So Adidas, Nike, Puma, uh, Under Armour, Skechers all finished the week down. Um, uh, Foot Locker finished about, yeah, they finished up, but not by much. Uh, most of the luxury brands, Ralph Lauren was up, Tapestry was up, uh, Tiffany up. Um, let's see, cannabis, all of the cannabis companies that we follow were down. But again, when a stock price is down, it doesn't mean that you run away from it. When the stock market is down or when the companies that you like, when their prices are down, it's on sale. That's how I want you to think about it. And then from the gaming stocks, they're all down. Microsoft, EA, Zynga, Activision, um, all of them are all down. So again, if you're looking at buying some sneakerhead stocks, cannabis stocks, luxury stocks, gaming stocks, this is something that you should be looking into um, go ahead and uh, and pick one up when we come back on financial renaissance with the M's we are going to have my uh, market movers and losers and we are back with financial renaissance with the M's and we are continuing with our market movers and losers segment all right uh, we have uh, Adidas Adidas AG is beating Nike Inc. on Wall Street. Over the last 12 months, Adidas shares are up 56.5%, while Nike shares are only up 33%. Um, so Nike has actually outsold Adidas, but the valuation of Adidas is, is more. So while Nike is still the industry leader in terms of sales, Adidas is the most profitable with a gross profit margin of close to 52.8%. 0.8% compared to Nike's only 44.7. So one of the factors that spins and magnifies the buzz for Adidas products has to do with high profile collaborations such as Pharrell Williams, Run DMC, Kanyezy, uh, Babe, and also Beyonce with Ivy Park. So that's really taking uh, Adidas over the top. And uh, can we get a hand clap for Tesla? Um, just throw it in when you can. So Tesla's market cap is now worth more than General Motors and Ford Motor Company combined. That's right. Elon Musk is doing the thing. Uh, Tesla shares have roughly doubled in the last six months, giving the Silicon Valley automaker a market capitalization. And market capitalization means how much can you sell your company for? Uh, the market cap of Tesla right now is $84.5 billion. So they are just shy of, uh, of the <laughs> combined uh, worth of General Motors and Ford. So Tesla's selling for about uh, $500 a share. And now there's a partnership between Lyft um, and Chase credit cards. So it looks like starting um, January 12th, which is today, 
Yes, January 12th, most Chase, me Chase members are going to enjoy extra reward points or cash back on Lyft purchases, um, while premium Chase cardholders are going to get a year-long membership to Pink. Uh, and Pink is the high-end subscription service from Lyft. So uh, Chase and Lyft are teaming up in the wake of, you know, there was another partnership between Uber uh, and American Express. But with the new Chase uh, partnership, if you have a Chase credit card um, that is... Uh, um, part of this partnership, your annual fee for the credit card is going to go from $450 a year to $550 a year. Um, and Chase is also launching a partnership with uh, Dash Pass, with the, which is a food delivery service. Um, Hmm. Okay. Well, in order to, to earn back the entire $550 in the, for the annual credit card fees, you're going to have to spend about $3,650 on Lyft um, in order for all the savings to add up. So I think it's a good partnership. Uh, Chase has some other stuff that will benefit you if you have the Sapphire Reserve card, like you'll get $200 in annual airfare credit. Um, and then you also get a free priority pass membership, which uh, gives you access to airport lounges you know all over the world so uh kudos to them um let's see let's see so some of the stuff that um i was um working on before actually way before uh jay even got here we were talking about uh the differences between tax preparers uh and accountants and here's something that you need to know about tax preparers um is that a lot of them um as i mentioned may not have the credentials uh the education um behind them and so you're going to want to check with the better business bureau if the person that you're dealing with is not a cpa you're going to want to look on the better business bureau and make sure there aren't any complaints also put that person's name in Google, you know, put them into Google, type the word scam next to them or imposter or something like that to make sure that they um, are not fraudulent. That's going to help out. And then if you um, need free tax preparation, um, AARP, you can go to um, their website. Um, they have uh, free tax prep uh, free tax assistance uh, with your returns uh, between February 1st uh, through April 15th. Or if you want to become a tax aid volunteer and help people prepare their taxes, uh, you can go to aarpfoundation.org backslash tax aid, or you can call 888 uh, a R P now. Okay. Um, and if you are in a city with one of the uh, big four uh, accountancy firms, we're talking about EMY, PWC, PricewaterhouseCooper, um, who else am I missing? Uh, KPMG and also Deloitte. Sometimes they will actually do pro bono tax returns. So you can Google pro bono tax, uh, tax preparation uh, in the area that you live. And there may be people that can actually help you uh, do your taxes. So so that should help out just just a little bit now um, one of the things for people who are say 10 years out from retirement um, everyone is talking about living in livable cities uh, places where you can uh, ride your bike catch a uber grocery store down the street uh, just more functional and they are now making cities livable uh, to serve older residents so Sioux Falls uh, South Dakota is one of those uh, places where about 28% uh, of the uh, people on their transportation systems are 55 and older. Um, and they are making their bus system uh, better for older people because uh, it looks like they had waiting times of 30 minutes or more in the frigid Midwestern uh, 
weather or temperature. So what they're going to be doing is uh, they're going to come up with an on-demand um, experiment without routes and schedules so people will be able to get picked up and not have to uh, sit out in the cold and, 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 and um, wait for the bus to come by. Also, Phoenix, Arizona, which is another place where people usually go as they get older. Uh, the problem in Phoenix is that the uh, rising temperatures uh, can pose health threats to people that are older. Um, so what they're looking at is uh, developing something called cooling corridors uh, that make the outdoors more bearable and keep voters, um, you know, just kind of keep uh, keep things right as people are, you know, waiting outside for public transportation. They're going to make sure that there's ways for people to keep their body temperatures down. When we come back on Financial Renaissance with the M's, I'm going to tell you how Americans lose $17 billion annually by getting bad advice. All right, and we're back with Financial Renaissance with the M's. We have a question. Um... Do I think Adidas is winning because of adding a celebrity like Beyonce and the and and the major consumer or majority of consumers being women? So again, I think um, the Adidas is winning because of a lot of the partnerships, higher end partnerships that they did uh, with people. It's not just athletics; it's also uh, fashion, and there's I think they call it leisure, some sports new leisure type of thing. Um, another question is: Is Tiffany Brown Rudolph in Atlanta? Where'd that come from? Yeah, she's the one that had the question. Oh, Tiffany had the question. <laughs> no, Tiffany. <laughs> Tiffany Brown Rudeau. The question is from Tiffany Brown Rudeau <laughs> in Atlanta. Okay, yeah, that was why. Because of Beyonce, Pharrell, Kanye with the uh, Air Yeezys, um, and then uh, I think it's Bathing Ape. Is that what Bape stands for? You don't. You're supposed to be my 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 go-to, my 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 ear on the streets. All right. So Americans have been losing um, about 17 billion dollars annually because they've been getting bad advice. And so here are some tips for you to avoid making some of these mistakes. So um, the the problem is when people are looking for financial advice, they tend to go after someone called a financial advisor. Um, unfortunately. Who is a financial advisor or what is a financial advisor? Everybody and their father can call themselves a financial advisor. You can be a mortgage broker. You can be a car salesman. You can be a stock broker. Uh, you can be a bank teller. Anyone that touches money or takes money from you and puts it towards something else could be considered a financial advisor. So, um, there was a report that was done by the Obama administration back in 2015 that came up uh, with the number 17 billion. But here's the thing that you need to do. You need to watch out for invalid credentials. So again, the term financial advisor is a catch-all. It doesn't mean anything at all. So there are now about 200 credentials that an advisor can use. So you're going to want to whittle that down um, and figure out which ones are the certifications or licenses that you need to know about. Who should you be taking advice from? Uh, there's three. Uh, one is called a certified financial planner or a CFP. Uh, the other is a certified financial analyst or CFA. They do uh, investment management. And the other one is a CHFC, which I'll get into in a little bit. The next thing you also want to do is make sure that they're in good standing. So if they are supposed to help you with your investment management and things like that, they should have a securities license 
or be licensed with the Securities and Exchange Commission. But if they are um, FINRA licensed, you can go to finra.org and look for broker check. Put that person's name in as well as the name of their firm or their broker dealer and make sure that they're in good standing and that they do not have any professional misconduct, okay? Um, You can also, um, let's see, let's see. Uh, where else can you go? So you can go to broker check on the CFP board's um, website. They have a search tool that will help you find professionals. Um, the Securities and Exchange Commission have an investment advisor database. So you can go there and anybody that you're dealing with that tells you that they're a financial advisor and they can help you with uh, financial planning or investment management, you better be able to go online and look them up on a federal website. Okay. Um, Let's see. So again, we're going to be looking for invalid credentials and we're also want to make sure that they are in good standing. So the places that you want to go to for the three designations, there's a CFP, there's a CFA and there's a CHFC, which is Chartered Financial Consultant. And these are the people, the only people that are allowed to help you federally uh, with planning and things of that nature. If they are not a CFP or a CFA and they're a you know, financial advisor, they have their Series 7, Series Series 66, you're actually going to have to do some research. Again, by going to finra.org, you can put in the license that this person has, say Series 7, Series 66, Series 24, and you can find out legally what they are able to do. Now, if they are an insurance agent and they do not have a securities license, they should not be giving you financial advice. They have enough knowledge to talk to you about the insurances that you should be getting, um, but that's where it should. we should draw the line there. They should not be providing you with a financial plan. Uh, they should not be talking to you about retirement plans or things of that nature. So you're going to have to, uh, hey, I tell you what, call our office, 404 633 Greenwood Wealth Management. If you have any questions about a financial professional that you're dealing with and you're not sure, uh, you can even send us an email at info at greenwoodwm.com uh, and we can let you know uh, the type of information that you're getting, whether or not um, you're getting information from the right type of person. All right, looking at some other cities uh, where you will be able to, um, to move to uh, if you're older and you want to make sure you're going to have the ability to get around. Uh, Columbia, South Carolina um, is another city where they are making improvements for older residents. So getting around town right now in South Carolina is difficult unless you have a car. So what they're doing right now is improving their bus systems and offering uh, new options like car services. So uh, the ridership increased by about 70% over the last five years. They're having tons of older people um, that want to get around. Older people may not be able to drive, they may not be able to see or what have you, but they still want to be able to get from place to place. Now, the benefit of this is that the younger people, millennials also want to live in the same areas that older people want to live in. So what we're doing is we're bringing a sense of community back. No one wants to be in the suburbs anymore. So older people don't want to be in the suburbs. They want to be in the cities. They want to be around the action. They want to be near the arts. They want to be near the theaters and they want to see young people. You know how you stay young? By watching young people. <laughs> when you see young love walking down the street in the spring, it makes your heart smile. You know what I mean? 
And it's also beneficial because when, when you live near older people, uh, your kids tend to act better because you know who's going to see all the nonsense uh, that your kids are doing when you're not home? The older people because they're home all day. Uh, I can't tell you the, name, the numbers of neighbors that used to be waiting outside my house in front of the tree to tell my mother the crap that I did uh, while she was at work. So there is, it is a win-win. If you make communities better for older people, the young people are going to come and people that have kids are going to come because again older people are good for paying attention to what's happening in the neighborhoods now for the older people reason why being around the younger people is going to be good for you is to make sure that you're not a shut-in um, if you go downstairs for coffee every morning or if you go to the grocery store every Tuesday, you know, people are going to start tracking the, your comings and goings. And if they don't see you, someone will come looking for you. So that's the benefit of being in a city uh, livable environment. So that's something that you're going to want to think about as you're planning uh, for your retirement. You're going to want to think about places where you're going to be able to live out the end of your days. Now, the last place that's making themselves a livable city, and I think we may want to look into this is Miami, Florida. Now, Miami is already is always been uh, a city where the older people have flocked to. But as a grandparent, imagine if you live in Miami, your grandchildren will always come to visit you. Miami is a party capital. So your grandkids are going to want to go to the beach. They're going to want to go to the clubs. They're always going to be around. Your house will be the house that everybody comes to visit because you're near everything great. So Miami, what they're looking at doing right now, their problem is housing is expensive. Okay. If you, anytime you want to live near the ocean and have beautiful weather, you're going to have to pay a little bit more. So what Miami is looking at doing is they're going to divert some city funds to help pay rent and identify identify lands where uh, more affordable housing can be built. And so now about a thousand older residents have gotten new rent subsidies and research has found that millions of square foot of underutilized land is now available for development. Now, if you are looking at moving to Miami, remember, don't move near the beach. Okay, what is near the water now in about 10 years may be underwater. So you want to move inland, you know, probably about five or 10 miles. Uh, but again, Miami is going to be one of those spots that you're going to want to move to and have those grandkids come and visit you. When we come back on Financial Renaissance with the M's, my Emma knows money. and I'm going to tell you the differences or eight questions that you need to ask when you're choosing a CPA or a tax accountant. <laughs> And we are back with uh, Emma Knows Money. This segment of Emma Knows Money is brought to you by Greenwood Wealth Management, making Wall Street work harder for you. So here are eight questions that you need to ask when you're choosing a CPA or a tax accountant or tax professional. You want to find out whether or not this person who is preparing your taxes have what is called a P. T-I-N or a P-10. And what that is, is a preparer tax identification number, which is assigned by the IRS. And it is required for anyone who prepares or assists in preparing federal taxes for compensation. So what you can do is go to cpaverify.org, which is a free CPA lookup tool, and you can verify uh, the status of the tax professional that you're looking at dealing with. Um, then does your CPA, um, what type of license do they have? So there's the three type of licenses um, that a tax professional should have that you're looking at working with. So one should be a CPA. The second should be an EA, which is an enrolled agent. And the third can be a tax 
uh, attorney. Okay, so the CPA, as I mentioned earlier, is the highest level of accountant, um, and it is a tax advisor who's passed an exam, CPA exam, and they met a whole bunch of work experience requirements uh, that's required by the state. Now, a reputable CPA maintains the highest standard of knowledge and ethics. They also have to have ongoing education, continuing education. So CPAs can be auditors, business advisors, decision makers, and tax consultants, okay? Um, now, an enrolled agent is a tax practitioner who's licensed at the federal level. And again, a tax accountant, a CPA, and an enrolled agent can sit with you if there is a situation uh, and you're being audited by the IRS. Now, a tax attorney holds a law degree, okay? And tax attorneys specialize in the legal side of tax preparation so you're going to want to have one of these people if you're doing uh, if you're looking at transferring wealth so from uh, trusts and estates and things of that nature or if you already have a letter from Uncle Sam, uh, then you definitely want to get a tax attorney because tax attorneys can stop the IRS from garnishing your wages or imposing levies. And they're especially skilled at negotiating compromises uh, with the IRS. Um, another question you want to find out is whether or not your CPA or tax accountant is a member of any professional organization. So um, the IRS Pro Associations Partner page lists some of the top organizations that CPAs uh should be listed with. So you'll want to go on their website and take a look at that um, and figure out, uh, because typically if you're part of an organization, there are people that know you and, you know, you should be in good standing. So the so they say. Um, then another question you want to ask a CPA or a tax person is how much do they charge? Now, the National Society of Accountants released the national average for a professional to prepare and submit taxes. So for a regular 1040 form, we're looking at about $175 uh, for for a Schedule A, $275. For a Schedule C, about $460. Um, and so if you have different, if you have a partnership, um, a S corporation, a regular corporation, each one of those uh, requires a different tax form. And depending on where you live, the size of the, the company that you're working with, uh, the population in the area, the economic strength of the area, those are all determining factors of what's going to happen with um, how much you're going to pay in taxes. Now, they may charge you a fixed fee for each tax form. They may charge a fee based on the previous year's fee. Um, if there's any additional changes, you know, like marriage, children, divorce, buying a new house, retiring, etc., that fee could go up and or down. Um, then they may charge a minimum fixed base fee. Um, and again, determine on the complexity of your exact tax situation. Um, then they may do value-based fees. They may do an hourly fee. And again, they may just do a fixed fee just for a plain and simple data entry. Now, you want to ask your CPA or your tax person, how do they handle document transfer? Again, we're in an era or an, yeah, an era now where, you know, identity theft is a big thing. And there are also other countries who are at war with us from a cyber standpoint. So you want to make sure that the documents that you have uh, don't get into the wrong hands because all of your personal information are on these documents. So they should do things like mail, you know, whether it's snail mail, the United States Post Office, is FedEx or one of those things or even a courier service. Uh, they may even email. But again, in this day and age, the email should be encrypted both sides, you know, from you to them, from them to you, etc. And then another uh, thing that a lot of accountants I know are doing is a secured online portal. And usually it's encrypted 300 or 256 bit. You upload your documents. It's encrypted. When it comes back down, it's encrypted as well. So you want to make sure that they have the ability to encrypt and store your documents 
uh, securely. Uh, another thing that uh, most tax preparers should have is an electronic filing identification number. And the IRS assigns this number, an EFIN, um, to firms or sole proprietors uh, who complete an application and pass suitability assessment, <clears throat> excuse me, to become an authorized IRS e-filer provider. So you have to ask your, um, your tax person whether or not they have the ability to e-file. Now here's the most important question of complexity. You know, if you are, you know, working at McDonald's or you've got, you know, a regular W-2 job, you may be able to do your taxes yourself. Being audited may not be a big deal. But once your uh, tax returns in your life and the way you earn incomes becomes a little bit more complex, you want to make sure that that person that's doing your tax returns gets to sit right there with you because they're kind of on the hook with you uh, just as well. And then the last thing, um, one of the things that I'd say, and it's not even really a question, it's just more of a warning. Uh, the person that's doing your taxes should also not be paying your bills, okay? You want to make sure you keep those things separate. It's okay for uh, a bookkeeper uh, to work for the same uh, CPA firm. Um, that's fine. Actually, that's uh, advisable. My lawyer told me to make sure that that happens. If the bookkeeper makes a mistake, the CPA firm is on the hook. But you want to make sure that these people are not paying your bills. That needs to be someone separate. If it's not yourself, it needs to be someone completely separate from the CPA that are the people that are doing your books and that are also filing your tax returns. There has to be uh, a, a checks and balances. So somebody has to be able to come in and make sure that the numbers that they're putting in front of you are actually correct. And um, the last thing that you should do as a, um, a professional person is just really understand what's going on with the tax law. There's tons of CPAs out there, but there's different types. There's certain CPAs. CPAs that are only going to look at what you hand them. Okay, so if you hand them your documents, they're going to prepare your taxes and then they're going to send you on your way. But what you want to find is someone who is not just going to be looking in the rear view mirror, looking at what happened last year. You want to find someone that's going to be paying attention to what's happening this coming year and years going forward that can talk to you about that stuff. And those are my tips on how to find the best CPA or tax person for you for 2020. And we are back with Financial Renaissance with the M's. I love this song because it is about a CPA. Rihanna's CPA actually stuck her for a couple of million. And this is her her request for her money back. <laughs> I love the song. But listen, I want to thank uh, Jay Megs for coming in. Jay had food poisoning. And Jay literally crawled here this morning to make sure that he was able to get on the air and talk about um, the trans community to give us a little bit more insight, but also to talk about the um, the money movement workshop uh, that uh, the Trans Gentleman of Excellence is hosting this Thursday in Decatur, in Decatur Georgia. Um, and you can go on the website to find out um, how to attend the workshop. Again, it's only $5 um, and then the money, the proceeds from the workshop will actually go back directly into the community. Also on today's show, um, we talked about how to find the right tax professional for you. Again, it's tax season and as we're thinking about filing our taxes and learning about the new tax laws, uh, you want to make sure that you are finding the person that is appropriate for your stage in life. 
life, okay? So if you are uh, an executive, if you are someone with uh, multiple streams of income, passive income, rental income, uh, W-2 income, 1099 income, using a tax preparer that is not uh, licensed uh, or can sit with you in front of the IRS or in front of the Treasury Department may not be the right choice for you. They may be great people, but they may not have the education level. They may not be credentialed enough to sit with you. So this is, yes, you will have to pay a little bit more for a CPA, but, you know, hey, they went to school. They went to college, and, you know, you got to help kind of pay some of that, uh, those student loan debt back, um, and you have to help, you have to pay people for what they have upstairs, especially if it's going to keep you out of trouble uh, with the IRS. All right. Uh, let's see. Coming up uh, after this show, we have Smooth Sensational Sunday, and at 6 p.m. tonight, we have the live exchange with Dr. Pamela, and then tomorrow, we have uh, Cheryl Underwood. Um, you can have lunch with her from noon to 2 on Sensation Station Network. But here's my thoughts uh, to build upon this week. Uh, the mantra for today is going to be Karuna Hum, which means I am compassion. So what I'm asking you is to choose the power of compassion um, and to also realign the myth of what passion or what power means. We usually think of power as being aggressive, uh, forceful, intimidating, uh, violent, you know, just really pushing your will on someone. And that is not necessarily what power is. Gravity is power. Uh, gravity doesn't hurt us unless, you know, we go jump out the window. But for the most part, gravity doesn't hurt us. In the spring, we see gravity with all the or the power of spring with all the changes that happens, you know, the bees come out, the, the pollen, the, all that stuff that happens. So power doesn't necessarily have to mean pushing your will on someone. So one of the things that I'm going to be asking everyone to do this week is attempt to be receptive to new ideas. That's right. Just like we had Jay here today, some of you may not be comfortable with transgender people. Uh, you don't have to want to become transgender, but just understand and be a little bit more open and come from a place of compassion. So see you next week. And thank you. Thank you again for all that you do.